Greetings and a welcome. So, if you're now part of Live Tuesdays here on Cool 97FM, it's Diamond Tuesday, and we're joining this morning with the Mighty Diamonds. Grammy-nominated trio of lead vocalist Donald Tabby Shaw and harmony vocals Fitzroy Bunny Simpson and Lloyd Judge Ferguson. They've marked the global musical landscape with some now iconic sounds and their enduring presence. You can't miss them. Yeah, once you've seen that group, you know them on site. The Mighty Diamonds have given us back-to-back hits, including I Need a Roof, Right Time, Have Mercy, Pass the Kochi, and Have Close to You Got This, Listen Carefully, Close to 50 albums to their credit now how many other groups can boast that kind of accomplishment this morning we'll be speaking with tabby and judge diamond as well as some key players in their career including maritone disco veteran monty blake producer musician sly dunbar and producer gussie clark so you're going to want to stay tuned for the music the history and what the mighty diamonds have in store over the 50 years that they've been on stage and we're here to thank our sponsors as well. And coming up now, the music of the Mighty Diamonds. Stay tuned. There's much more up ahead. We're making this a two-hour feature that you're going to thoroughly enjoy. Yes, you heard right. Mighty Diamonds. Thank you. 
Maggie Diamond there getting us into live Tuesdays. Our first guest is Monty Blake of Marito Disco. We're going to find out about the association that uh, Monty and Marito Disco have had with uh, the group, the Mighty Diamonds. So, thank you for joining us for another edition of Live Tuesdays. As I said, the program goes from 7 until 9 a.m. Now, one of the legacies of Maritone is the talent series that they hosted back in the day at the VIP Club. Don't ask me where that was. I was not around. All right. The Mighty Diamonds are among an outstanding cast of stars to emerge from that series. So, here to tell us more about the whole talent series, VIP Club, early Mighty Diamonds before the long locks, is none other than Monty Blake. Welcome again, Monty, to Live Tuesdays. And uh, this time around, uh, we're... G- yeah, Monty's, a, Monty's literally a regular on Cool 97 FM for Live Tuesdays. So let's hear from Monty about the talent series and the VIP club as well as uh, the Mighty Diamond. So hi, Monty, and welcome. How are you? Hi, good morning, Diane. Good morning, Cool family. Uh, good morning, Senior Blake. Great to be on the top side of the grass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to, you know, just tell you Maritone involvement with the Diamond. Mm-hmm. It came out of a request from a studio called New Dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, asking Maritone to try to help them find new talent which they thought was necessary to inject some new talent into the Jamaican landscape. So Winston, along with his trusted friend, which is Michael's brother, Mr. Dennis Thompson, uh, set up, they set up some auditions at the New Dimension Studio. And um, out of that audition came the Mighty Diamonds, Barry Salmon, Cynthia Slough, the Tamlin, Rudy Thomas, Scorch Dance Group, etc. After they selected that set, no, they, they went and got sponsorship from TV Day and the Gleaner and started to have some series at the VIP club, which they showcased the talent. And um, little offsprings from that came, like a group called Total Togetherness, which was Barris, Merlin Brooks, Rudy Thomas, didn't last that long, but if, most people don't remember Total Together. The Mighty Diamonds has been a stellar group that we are proud of. And we, we know they have quality, and you know, as Marathon, we say, things of quality have no fear of time. One of the greatest thrills I had, however, was uh, when we played, when we opened up the beach at Fort Clarence. Marathon was the sound system that played there. And um, JoJo, from uh, um, uh, Mikey Catchmail. Channel One. Just Channel One, yes. Getting a little old there, Dan. <laughs> uh, gave me the first copy. It was on a white disc of the Mighty Diamonds. I need a roof. Mm. Uh, you know, needless to say, I played it 16 times a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody was just mesmerized. It's a marathon thing, you know. Whenever we get a song we like, we inculcate. Mm-hmm. And then some of the great sound men were there, was, was just sitting down there. I, I watched their faces, you know, like the, the mellow canary and so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would just play it again, you know. Wow. So, so 
salute to the mighty diamond. They're a great group, and uh, we are proud to be a part of you know you know finding them. And uh, finding is one thing, but for a group to be in the landscape for so long, all through these decades, it's really a marvelous thing. And we really salute you, sir. In terms sir. of in terms yes. of putting this in perspective, give us an idea about what years this talent series actually spanned. Uh, it was like late 60s, early 70s. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, around that time. Now, cast your mind back to when you first met them. Short locks, if even had locks. Hmm? No locks. <laughs> no locks? Oh, wow. <laughs> Definitely a long time. <laughs> Not much luck. Not that long, no. <laughs> what was it? That I struck? saw these guys perform was at the Marathon Family Fund Day. I think it was 2019. Mm-hmm. In New York, yeah. What was it about them? What what struck you, if anything, on your very first encounter with the Mighty Diamonds? Well, they're a very cohesive group. Their 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 harmony was correct, and the songs they chose were very culturally conscious. You know, you could not go through their repertoire and find anything that you would call cliche or you know you know you know some people they 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 exist and just you know. A rat is a cat with a bat, things like that. <laughs> They're oh, <really> very basic, <laughs> very basic. That's what we call bitty. <laughs> oh, never quite heard it explained like that. Okay, now we're going to hear some more music from the Mighty Diamonds because their repertoire is quite vast, and. You need to hear more about the early days. Monty Blake is here, and he's telling us about the early makings of the Mighty Diamonds inside of Live Tuesday. We're going to get more music, and then we're also going to be speaking with Sly Dunbar. So we're just inviting you to sit back, relax, enjoy, because this is going to be an exciting two hours on Cool 97 FM.
it's all about the mighty diamonds this morning. We just spoke with Monty of Maritone Disco, and he got us started by giving us some background into the talent show from which the group The Mighty Diamonds emerged. What was it that struck him and the Maritone crew, as well as others, about this group The Mighty Diamonds? How did they come to the table? What did they bring to the table that made them notice, be noticed? And this time around, we're going to be speaking with another musician, producer, Sly Dunbar. You know Sly, legendary Sly and Robbie. Well, he joins us next inside of Live Tuesdays. Hi, Sly. Morning to you. How are you? Oh, we have George online. Oh, George is online. Okay, hi, George. You know, we're trying to juggle. <laughs> we're doing, trying to do some remarkable things with the, what, one phone that we have? <laughs> so don't, don't, judge us too, don't judge us too harshly. <laughs> hi, George, and welcome to Cool. All right. So. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Now, okay, I want to find out from you, how did you meet or how did you get to know the other members who became part of the Mighty Diamonds? I'm curious about that whole start. And if you're just wondering who is Judge, he's actually Lloyd Ferguson. Hi, Judge. All right, so tell us, how did you meet Bonnie and Tabby? Well, actually, you know, you know what really happened that, you know, at one time we were all in... It was Boys Town, but we didn't really see music. At, in other words, we were to each other in school. But we all attended in school. After leaving school, well, all of us lived in the area of Princeton. So it, it happened that it was in the group era because we were really inspired by Bob Marley and the Wheelers. The three-man group, you know, in those days, three-man group was doing the thing. So we fell in love with Wheelers, and we like what they did. So we, we, um, I actually to sing with to form a group. Sorry, George. Sorry, George. This line isn't particularly good. So we're going to try and call you back on it on another line, if you don't mind, because we really are interested in hearing what you have to say, all right? Okay. So okay. just stick around, hang up now, and we're going to call you on another phone. All right. Okay? Thanks much.
we have George back online. Okay, hi, George. Now, okay, back, back to the question. How did you meet uh, the other members of the group that eventually became the Mighty Diamonds? Oh, well, okay. Um, it has started way back when we are, well, at one time we are always going to the same school, Boys Town. But we weren't dealing with music in school. So after leaving school, and we decided to um, start dealing with music. Well, I didn't meet them at that, but that time, but all of us was living in Trenchtown, Trenchtown area, because actually the Diamonds was inspired by Bob Marley and the Wheelers. At that time, it was a three-group era, a three-man group era going on. So I decided to find other people to sing with, two other people. So I went through a lot of people rehearsing with them, but I didn't hear what I wanted to hear. It didn't suit me, so I never started a group then. So actually, Bonnie used to sing with a group called the Meditators, and they did a tune called Maracuba way back in those days, but Bonnie was closer to Tabby. So one night I was on a street, that's 10th Street in Trenchtown, was speaking with a girl named Maggie. And I saw Bonnie coming down 10th Street with his guitar and his arm coming from rehearsal. Then Tabby was coming up 10th Street. So they stopped and had words, and then they went inside a yard on the street. That was one of our friends named Junior. When I saw that, I said, I told the girl, okay, I saw the back. And I went inside the yard. And as I approached them, they were sitting in a room playing the guitar. And as I approached the door, Bonnie stretched me the guitar and said, um, all are rhythm. Because he knew I could play the guitar from school. So I started playing a rhythm and we sang this tune. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years of love. Well, it, it, that, that, that song was by the intruders. It sounded good, so we rehearsed the song. And then we decided to form a group from then. Actually, it was December 1969. And we started rehearsing together as a group. We actually rehearsed for um, three years before we seek an addition to record. Oh, you've painted a, a very clear picture of... Uh, I could just see it unfolding. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're just going to go to our commercial break right now because it is upon us, and then we're going to come right back to you for more information. Okay. All right. This is Cool 97 FM. Okay, so quite a lot covered there. We're still inside of Live Tuesdays, and you're invited to stay with us as we give you an inkling into the history of a formidable group, the Mighty Diamonds. We've spoken with Judge so far, and we've also got a chance to speak with Monty Blake. Now, Yashika, who are we going to next? Judge. All right, so Judge, still yes, with please. us. Okay, very good. I'm Diane. No, not Miss. I'm Diane, all right? <laughs> Okay, so, Judge, now, the early days, uh, and I, I really liked how you you painted the picture and we could visualize it all unfolding, beautiful um, presentation. Now, having met up with these gentlemen and you started rehearsing a tune, tell us about that competition from your perspective when you decided to 
embark on taking on a talent series that we understand was hosted at the VIP club. Monty was telling us about it earlier. So from your perspective, tell us about the jitters. Tell us what spurred you to go enter. Let us know. Well, what really happened is that when we, enter, when we actually went to VIP and we started rehearsing for um, Marathon, that's Mr. Blake. One thing with Mr. Blake, he, he's not going to put you on if you're not good. He, he, he's seeking talent, but it has to be good, you know. And when we actually rehearsed for Winston Blake, instantly he was turned on, you know, when we started singing. So I remember exactly what he said to us at the time when we finished singing for him. He said, oh, I can do great things for you guys. He said, what? So we started singing at VIP, and actually Meritone was the first man who got us on um, TV, television. You know, he, he put us on television. He was the first person to ever do that. So we actually was one of the um, outstanding persons in the VIP series. Mm. We actually had other people like um, there was Simon, Cynthia Slash, Marilyn Brooks, Rudy Thomas, the Tamlins, and all those other people. My you know, we all knew each other. And then you had a group called Total Togetherness, which was formed from um, Beris, Rudy, Merlin, and Cynthia. Hmm. You know? All right. Uh, let's just now fast forward a few years, because you've done in excess of 50 years in the business. Tell us yeah. now about the touring life. So where where was your first tour? Where did it take you? Well, actually, when we first left Jamaica, we actually went to New York in Manhattan, per se. Uh, we, we appeared at the Hunters College. Now, what really happened that Mr. Ken Williams, um, he is the man who um, started all this overseas because when he when he when he took you there or when he takes you there, he built you up very big like a monster, you know, because he was on the radar double lib. So when we actually hit New York, we were very big with all them tunes, right time, roof of mercy. We actually did the show there in in Hunter's College. Actually, what happened more, more, at that night, we saw so many people that we knew from Jamaica who had left Jamaica earlier before us, people that we grew up with. They all came to the show, and we had a good time, you know. We did two shows for Mr. Williams, one in Hunter's College and one in another place called Colgate Gardens. And from that, it was show all over. There's not a place in America that the diamond does not appear. Unless the only place I can think of is um, Alaska. <laughs> I've never been to Alaska. My goodness. So, literally, have you been living out of a suitcase over the last 50 or so years? Well, over the 50 years, we live out of a suitcase for about maybe 30 or 35 years. Wow. wow. When you're on tour, you know, it's just a kind of life, you're traveling and mm -hmm. living and do everything for yourself, wash, cook, clean. Hmm. You know? 
Brother George, you know, as Damien started on it, it brought back to mind, I asked you this. What was your first experience like going to Africa? And which country? Going to Africa? Yeah. Well, so far, you know, the, you know, the diamonds have not really toured Africa. We have only been to Africa once, and it's Ghana. Okay. What is that experience like? What it was? Yes, what was it like? What was, what was, what was the experience like for you? Well, the experience was good because what we found out is that the African people of the diamonds very much all over Africa. But so far, we, are, we have only been to Ghana. Oh, okay. Hmm. That should be... That's interesting. For a group that is so well-loved on the continent, for you only to have uh, graced the grace them with only one uh, perform well certainly one country being in only one of the countries now we're going to be going to some more music from the mighty diamonds we were told we were warned that their repertoire is vast so we want to please you uh, trying to balance it all out with conversation as well as music so here's more from the mighty diamonds
this time around we're going to be speaking with Sly Dunbar once again now I need to remind you that Jolly's Restaurant and Lounge is on board as a sponsor at 1 Port Henderson Road Port More they're sizzling with the best in seafood open at 10 a.m. call in your orders for pickups only at 558-2945 Portmore Mall Pharmacy big up to you as well the bringing more to Portmore at Shop 2A Portmore Shopping Center, 9884639. This is a really great yogurt fiber, promotes good digestive health, manufactured by Dairy Industries, Jamaica Limited, 9348272. Bramwell's Texaco Service Station, wherever the road leads with you, will your traveling experience open daily at two convenient locations, 115 and a half Old Hope Road and 31A Old Hope Road. Telephone, 9274136 or 7544196. Alcavita Alkaline Drinking Water. Improve your water, improve your health. Waffled by Health Creation Industries. White Marl St. Catherine. Telephone 6490386. Okay, so it's back to Sly of the legendary duo, Sly and Robbie. He joins us inside of Live Tuesdays. Sly. Hello. How did your collaborative work with the Mighty Diamonds come about? Hmm? Okay, all right. It came about, um, we used to go to Channel 1 and we used to do like a session there for other producers and then we just put on a Saturday and then we used to do some stuff for Anthony Collins and things like that. So we um wanted to do to make some records for ourselves but we didn't have any money to book any for the time. So we kinda asked Ernest from channel one for some free time. So we got some free time. So Anthony Collins, Doug O'Brien, Ranch McLean and myself would go in and each musician will make one rhythm for themselves. So I said to them, we have one rhythm for who want to make for Ernest, because he gave us the time. That's the engineer channel. That's Jojo Brothers. So when we finished, that was the last to make. We made this right hand, the rhythm they call right hand, to say, this is your rhythm, Ernest. So we asked, are you sure? Yes, it's your rhythm. So when Jojo, his bigger brother, came to you, know, you know, he played the film and Jojo said, well, he likes it. And it, it's good, so... You know, so I was always thinking about saying something different on the drums because, you know, they saw the drummers, everybody is a great drummer, so I decided to try something else. So I was playing the right time like that because I felt and Ernest really liked it. And I remember I went down there one Sunday and Ernest said, This is the song by the diamonds. I said, Wow. And he played the right time. Just said, This is wicked, this is wicked. And so I put it out and that's where I started to work with them and started making the videos for them and everything like that. And I went on tour when I was signed to Virgin Records because I was also signed to Virgin Records. So I went on tour with him to England with Zephyr and Uroy. We did like four shows of promoting the album. And we've been in touch from ever since, you know. And Sly, I don't know if it's the the particular phone you're using or what, but you do sound a little distant. Uh, so if possible, I'm just going to ask you to project your voice a bit more for us. Now, to, in your eyes, because you are a truly respected musician, what in your perspective is the importance of the Mighty Diamonds to Jamaican music? I think um, the three, three of the Mighty Diamonds, I think, like Tabby, and all. Funny. That's the way they project themselves when they go on uh, on a song. And when I heard the right time, when they went to the studio, I heard the right time for the first time. I said, "Wow, this is it!" And, and they are some relaxed person, and they're easy to work with. And I played on a couple of the songs for them, like the country and all these things, you know. But I think they're one of the best things in group uh, running Jamaica at the moment. 
Do you find many groups uh, in your line of work now? Because you do work locally and internationally. Do you find or have you encountered many groups of the ilk of the Mighty Diamonds coming to to you for you to help them put down some some tracks? Well, I have done work for uh, the Tamlins, which is a good group, and Wailing Storm, which is a good group, and also um, the Culture, which is a good group. I've played a lot of the cultural music, the Wailing Storm, the Tamlins, and uh, that's, the, that's the name of you. You know, but other more groups I've, I've worked with, you know, came to me, have come to me, and I put on tracks for them. Because the, the groups you've named right there have been established acts for many years. We recognize the names instantly. Is there a new wave of artists, groups, that uh, you're seeing coming to the fore and who are going to be worthy of the baton pass? Well, oh, I've got the uh, Raven group. I've heard of any real group still at mm. the moment that I can say, yeah, this is a good group or whatever. I'd also work somewhere good on. Well, um, I don't know. I've heard of it. Most, most artists are the solo artists that I've seen right now. Hmm. I wonder uh, what that's going to do to Jamaican music. Well, um, I don't know. We'll probably have to find a group or something. But Okay, it will um, be Yashika, Mikey, and Dan next. Yashika, Mikey, and Dan are going to form a group. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. That's you, my time here. Mikey couldn't do it now. Mikey has a fool, you know. Believe me, you don't want to see us turn up in front of you to come sing. What is this? I can't understand the music in those now. We're searching and we're trying to find. Artists who think it can deliver the good that that's somebody who the one uh, can't find the next song. And every 90 diamonds, they keep on putting out songs after songs after songs. Uh. Come. Most of these rhythms that we play for them, like we were just, we made a rhythm before them, and then they came into the song. Whoa. Yeah. Like cool. right then, the rhythm was made before. Mm-hmm. Like, after the rhythm was made before. Move uh, your master, all these rhythms were made before. So we did that song in. And we just cut rhythm like maybe six rhythm. Just cut all these rhythm. But we kind of do it in the, the image. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep it in the ballpark for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And even Africa. Mm-hmm. Africa was uh, was an instrumental song. And George liked it so much that he took Ranch's guitars off it. And then they wrote Africa to it. When I heard Africa, I said, wow, man, this is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. something like this. You mm-hmm. know, so we were thinking of that somebody could write a song like that with his rhythm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a big song, but it's just one of the favorite songs everybody in Africa. Okay. Some is sang it, you know? Let's see if we can squeeze in even half of a tune right now before we go to the cool flight pack. No more salvation, no more 
going to have another peek at and it's a diamond morning for us this, today on Live Tuesdays. And we have to say many thanks to the Mighty Diamonds from Cool 97FM. Thank you for the sterling work you have put out all of these years. And we have been able to thoroughly enjoy the music and also share it with our good friends. Now, the Mighty Diamonds are coming your way all morning long here inside of Live Tuesdays. So far, you've heard from Monty Blake of Maritone Disco. You've heard from producer-musician Sly Dunbar. You've heard from Judge of the Mighty Diamonds. We have another key player in the work of the Mighty Diamonds. Coming up, producer Gussie Clark. when that tune passed the kochi <laughs> started to play you touch your sheikah's con man <laughs> just to the dread just get up out of her chair yes your sheikah is, is dreadlocks and all your sheikah got up out of her chair your sheikah starts some skanking in studio <laughs> your sheikah uh, uh, easy uh, no <laughs> I, I make requests for certain things too <laughs> easy <laughs> come on girl we at work watch it watch it <laughs> Well, you know, that one, that one is a good tune. <laughs> he got her vibing, man. So, this morning, we have Gussie Clark. Now, this is no ordinary association. It's not the first time we're speaking with Gussie Clark. Gussie Clark listens to Cool 97 FM. But this time around, we're going to be speaking with him in the vein of having worked with the Mighty Diamonds. I need to get your perspective on this group. They've been around for quite a, a long time, over 50 years. They're going to be recognized and uh, acknowledged by the government and people of Jamaica with a national honor uh, further down in the year, around about October. So we're inviting you now to put it in perspective, just how you see and sum up those 50 years of contribution of the Mighty Diamonds to Jamaica's music. Well, good morning, good, good morning, dear listeners. And firstly, thanks for the, the tribute you are doing 
towards um, the Mighty Diamond's contribution. In a simple sentence, I mean, diamonds are forever. I just put it that way, you know. I mean, I have worked with them over a very extensive period, and as you, you know, Pastor Kochi was kind of a, you know, a statement song in their career and also in mine. And, you know, it has been a pleasure working with them. I mean, I, there's no other group of their era who I believe was, you know, have that abundance of talent in writing, singing, working together, and they're all of diverse and different personalities. But when they come together, they connect. And our relationship has been a very good one over the years, very productive, beneficial to all. And is, you know, is one of the few um, individuals that I have recorded that I would consider even recording. I mean, I was even working at a, thinking of doing another project with them, but that is kind of sidetracked away, COVID and all and other things. But, I mean, they're my favorite group of their era. What, excuse me, hi Gussie, Mikey T, but I'm so happy that yeah, you're on board yeah. here. I, 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 how did you start, what made you decide you're going to use the, the diamonds? What was the first, what was the thinking first? What, what, we'd love to know what brought that first, that initial uh, uh, connection together. I, I admire Jaime a lot to forget some details, right? So I am not quite sure what was the the pinching point. But one thing I know is that I just, I knew them. I knew of their talent, their ability. And I always, first and foremost, you know, I recognize talent and ability in individuals. And then basically, it's, we just look at the business end and, you know, the, and then the creative, the business end first, then the creative end. And if all those things can come together in a harmonious way, then I usually proceed if all of us can agree. And that's just how it is. I mean, their talent was unquestionable. So, you know, it was a plus and a privilege for me to have, you know, been able to be a part of your journey, you know. What was Kochi the first, the first project? No, I don't think Kochi. I don't think Kochi was, but Kochi was a statement in both of our careers in terms of I having a little bit better understanding about the industry work and should work, A, and also in terms of the whole phenomenon, it factor of the Mighty Diamonds, you know, as a group. So I don't, Coach would not have been the first, but it was the most impacting and profound. Mm, okay. Now, somehow, in terms of the sound effects and the, the, the whole, and... <laughs> I'm, I'm scaring myself. My, 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 I'm scaring my, myself how well I did that. But my my Elliot in the studio kind of uh, did the same thing. Either. No, 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 no security had to pat her down before she came. Cool, cool. All right. Now let let us find out about this. This you use some unusual effects before past the kochi. It doesn't start out as your regular tune. Where you probably find people speak at the top of the tune or they just get straight into the music. Mm. Was there any backlash for a tune like that when it was released? Uh, I know some no, no. pretty conservative. No, no. they never had any. The, the, the impact was greater than you know any possible 
um, negative feedback. The music spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. And it was a year where everybody had smoke or urban culture, except nobody probably did not put it to music in the way we did. And we felt that those little hat-libbing elements and non-vocal elements and effects, mm-hmm. that it had its value and gen- genuine, I mean, sounds to the subject matter. So it was a creative decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I'm, I do not, I, I believe that first and foremost as a record producer that quality of content is king. And anything when I'm involved in a production that I think will have value and impact, you know, I will have it and worry about the rest later on. Because in the first case, if if it is negative, like, oh, kill people or murder people, I would never be involved. So it would have been something, you know, whether something that someone thinks up about or something that is definitely happening, I'll always try to find a different way of putting it, you know, because I believe that difference, you know, is what brings success and our failure. So I would not just do it traditional and be, you know, very content with it. I always try to add some kind of identity to each song. For example, if we, I really don't believe in the rhythm album or the rhythm song and thing, but if I had to do it and there would have been reasons why I did it, then each one would have had its own identity. So we had it kind of an identity to pass the coach, even if you notice, like you, you went on, you're playing, passing knowledge at a certain point. That was, you know, adding another spin to the whole thing, you know. That's just how we did what we did in those. And, and then I had a whole group of creative people around me to who they were checks and balances and adding values to and all of that. So, you know, we had a good creative team and we ended up with a good product and at this point history has spoken for itself okay now you made mention of another project that you you really would like to embark on with the mighty diamonds and true many careers have been stymied because of this pandemic you can't do the face to face and but they for someone who is in the music business and has been in the music business for so long, is there? I'm going to encourage you to somehow get the diamonds to whether lay down their part of the the songs or to go on practicing whatever songs you want them to do on this new work, while you also work on the music side of it and ensuring that that because we really wouldn't want to to lose another important element in the career of a group like the Mighty Diamonds. As they say in Jamaica, that's, that's, the, kind of, that's, the, kind of, yes. that's the kind of thinking I, I, I have too. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, uh, without even communicating appropriately with them, I have advanced my plans, but as I said, there are some little things I'm just trying to sort out on my end. But, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, I don't think they have had a great record for a very long time. And their talent and their ability is still there. So, you know, I think it is more than right, you know, it's something. And I think the fact that us coming together, it will draw a certain kind of attention to, to a project to say, like, you know, after 20 years, you know, you're about doing something. And we, on our, from the creative perspective, would have had to make sure that it is worthy of just even people's thoughts, much more a great end product, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if anyone can do that, 
Gosse can make music work from Gosse's music works, you know, and I you, you know, Gosse, you know, you know, and um, you know, we really want to just say thank you so very much. It, it is um, really a pleasure to just to hear from you and what the, the, the diamond sword are, are, are about. Oh, by the way, how many and you have an album or two of them, but just all just diamonds, do you? I think I have at least, I think it's at, at least about four approximately. Mm. Right. We're going to get, you, wow. get mm-hmm. into that because we know, and I make this promise, that we have to do a morning of Gussie and his music, of music works. So that is to come. Yeah, right. that's definitely going to come. You see, like how Mikey just blurted that out on air, I'm going to hold it, hold it to it, man. I am so going to hold him to it. Mm-hmm. By the way, was Heads Up Government one of, the, one of your productions too? No, Heads Up Government was produced by Donovan Jeremy and ah. he did Heads Up Government, Juvenile Child. I think he did one and two. Yes, yes, all right. So you see, and by the way, Dan, they're all... Donovan Jermaine, you're yeah. being watched by the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that, that this old 40s, no, right? No, I would... Jermaine, I would... <laughs> yeah, he used to come, he used to come as well. But oh, thank I you so... some college man, you know, nothing bad about it. All right, all right. Don't run and hide that. Yes, my brother. I really, really, oh. really appreciate this, though. All right? Thanks, Gossie. Yeah, man, pleasure is mine. And as I said, diamonds are forever. Indeed. Bless you. Gracious. 
All right, then. So, once again, we say thank you for joining us for Live Tuesday. Sorry about that high-pitched sound in your ear. All right, it was still Cool 97 FM with Live Tuesday from 7 until 9 a.m. Back on the line with us is Judge. No, Judge. How many, how many, we have here in our notes that you've, the group has close to what, 50 albums? But tell us, how many studios have you been assigned to or signed to as a group? Studios. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, record labels have you been signed to? Oh, a record label. <laughs> we did so many songs for a lot of people. We, we were signed to Virgin in 75. Mm. as a big major label and the others were, were like local labels and we work with a lot of producers all over um, Jamaica tell us how did the whole alliance with Virgin Records of all places come about oh well Virgin Records came about after we did Right Time album and it went out there and it did so well so they, this, they, they, they the big man from Virgin came down here and they signed the group to Channel One and we did about four to five albums for them, I think. So is Right Time your biggest selling album to date? Well, up to date, I, 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 yes, yes. Mm. And of all the t- listen, of all the tunes, and it is we've been playing music since early this morning from oh, six o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> of mighty all diamonds. of those mighty diamonds tunes, which is the biggest one? That you, if you get a play date, you're going on um, a concert. The organizers tell you, listen, you don't even set foot on that stage unless you have this song in your uh, playlist that you're going to be doing on the night. Hmm? Which song is it that is always requested? Well, um, right time, and then you have Have Mercy, Roof, and then you have the Kochi. Well, Kochi is the biggest tune we have ever done, still. That's how music works. That, that, that was the biggest tune. Mm. As Musical Youth did a remake, and it went number one on the British charts. Oh, yeah. yeah wow. All right. And, and actually, no, I don't know if Kochi remember if he's listening, but... When we did Kochi, you know, there was a backlash, you know, that the then Prime Minister was Hugh Larson Shearer. And it came out one Friday evening, and the, the, the front Peter the star that everybody's talking about this Kochi mentality, and <laughs> we don't know what is what. So that's how we went back into the studio and did pass the knowledge. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if Kochi remember, but <laughs> that's what happened. No, he didn't mention that, but I'm glad you did, because I know there was something that, that the station it's sort of worked. Impact, it made such an impact that the, 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 the Prime Minister was quarreling say, what is this country mentality? Nobody's talking about school. and yeah, So we get, did pass the knowledge on the right hand side. Okay. <laughs> wow, so you got two hits out of it. <laughs> so, I don't know if you to remember, but that's what happened. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 Judge, the, the, I wanted to just start attack you on certain yes. things. All right. All right. Um, an association, and, and it can, it can you went to Joe Gibbs. And there are a few songs of Joe Gibbs, I know, or maybe an album, I know Identity was only just played. We have just let the river lined up. But what was your association? How you got to, to, to Joe Gibbs, and what is your association like there? Well, actually, what happened after we left um, um, Channel 1, like we, we started from way downtown, coming up Channel 1, then we went up to Joe Gibbs. 
and we did um, a few. We didn't do much recording for Joe Gibbs, though. We did Keep On Moving, which was, it was a remake of Bob Marley made it, to, but it was a Curtis Mayfield song. And that's 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 the biggest seller we did for um like Joe Gibbs, um, Keep On Moving and we did Identity and we did Get a Living and a few other tunes and some Christmas carols and things. Hmm. You know? All right. So but we and Dennis Brown and all that other artists together did some Christmas carols and that. Donovan Jermaine. I'm trying to find a timeline because I know um Well Gus- we were singing we were singing for Gus, you know, when Jeremy and came in, you know, because one of the time they had, they both had studios in the, on the same compound. That's right. You know, so me and we were singing for Gussie, then I remember Jeremy came to me one day, and he said, boy, diamonds are big in our life. That man, they mash me up. I don't know which man mash him up. But that is when he got heads of government, and that just blew him right up to the top. Then there came Bujo and the rest of people. Don't know if Gus remember all those things. Wow. So one at a time, I think they were kind of not speaking because of what Jeremy did, because it's like you have your girlfriend and somebody come and steal her away. Uh, Jeremy came right on and started recording the group, and Gus didn't like it, so I don't know. You know? It's all part of the game. It's business. It's business. It's, it's, business. it's not friendship but, at that point. Yeah. It's business, man. But, 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 but we, we as listeners and, and the public have benefited from, from the quality and production. What yeah. was essential and, and what was the, 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 the guiding and the common thread that, that ran through your whole works with Donovan? And everybody was a quality. They, they, they both Gussie and I know Donovan Jeremy can speak for him. D is a quality. If it's not working, if the quality is not there. They're not doing it. So uh, you know, I, 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 I can. I know I can attest to that because you hear it in the music. You hear it in the music. Now, one of our listeners who is on our Mixlo uh, platform, she's she's mentioned this song. Oh, she, she typed in some of the words, where did we lose our identity? And her comment is that the song, Identity, is even more relevant today. Yes. What was... I, I, what like was, I'm telling you, yeah. like most of our songs, when we were recording them, even from Channel One era, we didn't even know what we were recording because all of them is so relevant today. You know, like we have a tune called from Channel One, this is the whole wide world in such a disgrace. All mankind do is to mess up the place from town to town. And it's so relevant today, and that was from way back 1975, 76. It's ironic, eh? Oh, yes. You perhaps didn't have anything in mind, or you weren't trying to do futuristic music, but somehow what you pen on that particular day has relevance so many years later. And we've seen it. Uh, you see, it, what really happened, you know, because mm-hmm. I am really the main songwriter for the group, I write most of the songs. And actually, when I was writing some of those songs, I don't really, I just write. The inspiration come and I just write. I don't even know what, what it was for, but, you know, mm-hmm. I just write. Hmm. And it was falling to place, you know. Well, all right, the commercial break is on us. Hold the line for us. We'll be back. So, Yashika, who are we going to next? Judge. All right, Judge. Once again, the spotlight is on you. Just how rigorous is it keeping a name 
and meeting the demands of adoring fans for 50 years, 50 years, 50 plus plus years. It's very rigorous, as I would say. Um, what, what I think we are, we, 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 we really should be doing. I did it all a while. We always give um, thanks to the people of Jamaica, especially our peers, the people who we grew up with on our music, because without them, there would be no diamonds. Uh, we thank them for their support and their involvement in the life of the diamonds. Because without that, the diamonds would not be. You know, they're like, there's no me without you, there's no you without me, so, you know? And give us your, if you reflect on your entire career, for you, or if you want to, based on conversations you've had with the other members of the Diamonds, the Mighty Diamonds, which is the single most memorable event in your history? The one that uh, has left you smiling every time you reflect on it. Well, uh, my most memorable, we have so much events, but my most memorable one was, was when we did the first show in Manhattan in 1970. I think it was late 75 when it was 76. In Hunter's College in Manhattan. That, that, that stand out in my mind most most often, you know. Why so? First, because it's the first, first experience mm -hmm. outside of Jamaica, and, you know. Ah. So if you come full circle, I don't know if that, if that particular venue still is in existence, but if it does, when you decide to, to kind of like rest your microphone and call it quits, how about going full circle and coming all the way back to that venue to close out your career. So you would have done the complete 360. <laughs> well, if the place is still in existence, mm -hmm. be a good idea. All right. We have uh, made contact with Tabby. We're going to get another perspective on the Mighty Diamonds. But before we speak with him, let's just touch some more of your music.
Atlantic. World-famous brands of tools distributed by Atlantic Hardware and Plumbing are available at all leading hardware stores island-wide. So we invite you to call 758-5583, the time by Atlantic Hardware and Plumbing. It's now 8.45 a.m. on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. Just think diamonds. Yes, the mighty diamonds. We've been speaking and getting with guests and getting various perspectives on this group that has over 50 years in the industry to their credit. And it's an interesting morning. You're learning quite a bit about the Mighty Diamonds. And each and every one of the individuals we've spoken with has had an integral role in the success of that particular Jamaican group. So now, let's see now, who is is up to hear a bit more about the diamonds, the mighty diamonds. Because now we're going to be speaking with Tabby. Mm-hmm. And uh, welcome to Cool 97 FM again, Tabby. How are you? It's been a while. Blessings, man. Blessings. 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 Nice. All right. So you've taken over the airwaves of Cool 97 FM's live Tuesdays. Hmm? Your group, best known for hits including Pass the Kochi, Right Time, Have Mercy, and many others. The Grammy-nominated Mighty Diamonds, definitely a harmony trio that is revered in Jamaican music. Ask any upcoming act, ask any established act. They are going to give you nothing but good reviews on the Mighty Diamonds. You'll be recording a roots reggae with a strong Rastafarian influence. Your first hit single, Shame and Pride... 1973 debut album right. right time became an international success how many people can say that it stepped out of uh, the, the, the shadows and bam into the spotlight just like that this goes on already uh, it's like when you put in and get out you know mm-hmm. right, huh? rehearsals uh, for the mighty diamonds take like how many hours huh? like how many Pardon? hours you spend honing your craft <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you, you know, you got more with all my work and John Carey, but... Oh, my goodness. All right. So, clearly, you are indeed investing in your in your career. Now, you'd go on as a group from the early 60s, 70s, well, the late 60s into 70s, producing a string, a string of hit singles and close to 50 albums in what is definitely a lengthy career. You've now reached a point where you're set to receive the Order of Distinction OD Officer Class for your contribution to the development of Jamaican music. You know, on that day, a lot of the people who, if it comes to the point where they can be gathered, but you certainly know people will be glued to their TV sets as they watch the presentation unfold. You know that the Mighty Diamonds are going to have a whole lot of wild applause going up when you step forward to receive your award. You know that. Yeah, I love seeing that that learned that but That's nothing. But 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 but, but Tabby, as lead sing as the main lead voice in a of the diamonds, what is what is that like for you? What um for you know then and now what 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 has it been like for you? To be honest, you know, to be honest, to be honest, it's like it's become a good impact in my life. 
there from hand to know, you know. But it's still continue becoming the becoming better and better. Yes, but that's I mean, that's, you know, they're rich. You know, we're working with rich. I say, we can put in and we are get. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, let me well, let me share this with you, Tabby. And I, and I, when, I, when I realize that we're going to have you on as the diamonds, I must tell you this. My late mother, and listen to me carefully now, my late mother heard listening to the radio or the television, and she heard it. There's no me without you. The diamond singing. And she asked, I said, son, who is this singing? And I said, um, that's um, Tabby from the diamonds. He said that man can't sing under my bedroom window any day. Yes, he can't sing under my bedroom window any day. Hold on, hold on. But the song was playing. Sounds so good. I have a whole show going on. But I have to go look out the window and see if someone is outside. You know, yes. But 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 for my mother can acknowledge that from that side, the mighty diamonds and how beautiful. All you guys saw the, the harmony is, is is second to none. It's really really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I mean, you've done extensive touring. Uh, in, in a particular place that maybe we we'll talk to judge about it, but for you uh, as well, in, in a particular place that really was just hit you that you can't forget. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, there are a lot of places out there in Norway. We did some nice concert. We are very feel gratified about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, and the other place, well, New York the first time. New York first time was with was with one of the most one of the most grateful moments in the business. The first time in New York, Hunter's College. Yeah, yeah. And after that, you went to to England, Lyceum. Ballroom that's in England, yeah? Alright? And that was it. The next big thing again for me. <laughs> you know? That was, that keep me going on for the year. Yeah. Cool. People really show me that diamonds, rich, rich thing, yeah. That keep me going on. You realize that you're literally iconic. There is that tune, Pass the Kochi. It's been sampled by artists, we're talking like musical youth, Lauren Hill. Michael Franti and Wycliffe Jean are just some of the names that have sampled past the Kochi. Now, there's a Scooby-Doo movie. So now you're in movie land, and you know that is going to rake in some big royalties for you. Yeah, right. There was a renaming of past the Kochi to give past the Dochi for musical use. That, for them alone, it sold over 5 million copies. Jackie McToo was behind that production, too, Yes. Now... Reflecting, one, does your career seem like 50 years ago? Some people might think, boy, this is only for years, I feel weak just thinking about it, I feel old. <laughs> but does it feel like 50 years? And also, years. I want your perspective on, on all of these individuals internationally who are utilizing your music. Are you reaping the royalties from their use of your music? Well, to be honest, you know, I don't get the royalties enough. Yeah, I don't know if somebody has get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Simple something. Really? You're not getting the royalties? Hmm. No. No, that that sounds like something you need to investigate because you you can't have a, an illustrious career like this and what is due to you you're not getting. But certainly, 
uh, in terms of moving from mu- from songs, because recently we saw Anita Baker finally getting her hands on her own works, but to, right. to move from from music to now leapfrog into film, that's taking it to a whole new level. Now, what next is in sight for the Mighty Diamonds? What do you want to tackle next? Well, you want to tackle our um, we were supposed to give you some money from a long time, so... <laughs> okay, I was tired of tackling those people. I was tired of tackling those people. And I was <laughs> set up a thing on a different level, you know. Any, <laughs> <That's right thing. laughs> any idea of when you're going to, to call it a day? Well, you know, when the Father said that, you know. Mm, oh, so... The Almighty said that, and he... Well, you know, you know, you know, so that I do the right thing, some of the best thing they can do for my life go on, live good the people around me, be truthful, you know, that's all I have to do. I'm praising Father for life, thank Him for life. I know the same part of your existence. Simple. What would you what would you credit uh, for the group lasting so many years? And you more than likely have seen other groups fall by the wayside. And also for you maintaining such high quality music over all these years. <laughs> That's a good question, you know. Maybe I'm not going to answer it right now, but I'm going to try. Simple. <laughs> right now, as you say. Music is nice, you know. I love music as a part of my existence. But what's important to me is the people I'm living with, they're not moving the right way. Everybody do different things and I make the thing difficult. You know what I mean? It is my problem. Yeah. In the world right now. People just live good and if everybody is good and try to show by respect, then life will go better way. All right. Let's end on the the accolade, the national honor that's going to be coming to you. What does it mean to you, Bonnie, and Judge? I'm actually very grateful. I'm very appreciative. And not only for me, I Bonnie and Judge, but the people I've suffered over the years. Mm-hmm. All over Jamaica and the world, all over the diaspora, mm-hmm. and all over the, world, over the globe. Yeah, them the people I'm feel grateful for. I'm glad you know that. My work now. We need something for sure, so yes, some credibility. Give thanks, man. Nice. All right. We have to thank you for being our guest this morning on Live Tuesdays from the Mighty Diamonds. Next week, all right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, it's trembling in my hands, and I feel like, yeah. We feel fed up, looking at my fears. Thank you.